Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. to everything all the time it's been quite a while since we recorded last but it's a new year and it's uh sort of a new podcast we got a new co-host uh i have anya with me and she's probably going to be with me for uh quite a while as we go through this process uh if you want to say hello hi <laughs> i'm i'm not a white guy no no not at all <laughs> i'm glad that you're not this actually changed you're the first uh lady to ever be on this podcast actually Woo. So hopefully we'll be in this new year. We'll be we'll be bringing on more people and having you know other conversations. It'll, it'll broaden it a little bit and it'll change the dynamic a little. Uh, it's always been guys on here and it's always been like a lot of dick jokes and a lot of things that uh, women generally don't uh, don't talk about. Yeah, we don't really like guys' dicks. <laughs> I mean, there's some aspect. I mean, as a straight some. female. Well, y- yeah. yes, as a straight female, yes, I. I I appreciate the male penis, but I, <laughs> I just, I just don't love it as much as. Yeah, guys like to talk. I don't know what it is about that. We just have constantly have these regular discussions about. Yeah, about the, dicks. I don't really why it's size just, size. I think, I think we maybe think they're funny. You know, it's like you can you can do a lot with it. Like I don't but know. But you can't do a lot with them. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. It just it came up a lot on here, but I had to. Uh, you know, special needs guys that were helping me out. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's just you know, welcome, and I'm glad that you've decided to jump on board. Um, if you don't know, if you're listening to the very, if you're listening for the very first time, you should probably go back a few episodes at least and get an idea of what the show's about. But this show is about uh, beer, music, movies, food, and pretty much anything else we want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of an open forum, and. Uh, we're both uh, people that work in the industry, so we like to. We have a pretty good knowledge of how things work. Um, I personally, for professional courtesy, I don't actually talk about where I work, but you're completely welcome to if you'd like to. Hell so, no. Okay. Hell no. Do you know how much trouble that would get me? Right. Exactly. That's kind of. It's more about the point is we're here to openly express our feelings towards things, and it's not out of a hate or. Uh, a desire to just talk shit, but it's just to be straightforward. And again, it's not to put, we're not trying to throw the companies that we work for under the bus is essentially the thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I I take responsibility for my own actions here. So it's true. I mean, I can't really talk shit about the person who signed my check, but I will say some shit. Sure. I mean, and that's sort of the point. I mean, we, uh, you know, in the history of this podcast, which has only been going on for, it's a little like we're working on like probably a year and a half. I mean, yeah. of, of also inconsistent episodes. It hasn't, wasn't a week to week thing, but we were always just saying how we felt about whatever it was. So in, in light of that, that's not going to change. I mean, if you have a, a negative experience with a place or you thought a beer was bad or you thought a beer was good or whatever, or, you know, food, it doesn't matter. Movies. Yeah. It's all open to your own opinion on that so this is opinion based so that's that's kind of how we we cover things yeah just remember that yeah 
Always remember that. When you're listening. And we say you we say whatever we want to. We're never trying to be personally offensive, but sometimes it could come across as offensive. If you're easily offended, you should not listen to this podcast. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's that's I mean, it. That's, yeah. yeah. We never try to offend, but there's a lot of sensitive people out there. So that's uh just how kind of how it comes out. Yeah. So, anyways, do you want to give a little history about yourself or do you want to, I mean, without oh, revealing too much, gosh. I mean, I don't know if you want to like where you started in the, and cause you obviously you work in the beer industry now, but yeah, when you get fired from your job after you've given every blood, sweat and fucking tear to your job in the security yeah. industry, uh, you kind of like look at yourself and be like, well, what are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I need to, uh, I need to do this craft beer thing. If it, if I fall on my face, fine. But, you know, um, I got to try because right. life's too short, sure. you know. So, you know, I've just been uh, trying to bartend, which a female bartender in the beer industry is really weird. I wouldn't. I mean, I could. I sort of can understand what you're, where you're coming from to, yeah. a, to a certain extent, obviously, but I don't know because I'm not one. I don't bartend, and two, I I'm not a female. You're so not a female. I, I'm not, okay. Yeah, and I know. Spoilers I mean, for real life. Sometimes I wear cleavage shirts, but that's for a completely different. I don't even wear cleavage shirts. I know. That's... He wears more cleavage shirts than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean, I think that's it's got to be interesting. I love the fact that actually this one of the nice things about having you on is that we can we can talk about other things that a dude who talks about his dick all day yeah. is never going to have that uh, yeah. understanding of. Um, yeah, being a bartender in this industry seems like there's probably a lot of good out of it, but there's probably a lot of... I mean, I guess with any situation, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. Yeah, I mean, you would, I don't actually get to talk about beer at my job. Which I, is weird. It's so weird. No, uh, 90% of men don't ask me what kind of beer... They'll ask me what I like, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, like the beer industry, you kind of got one shot. They come in, they don't, if they don't like what they drink, they're just going to move on. Now, do you think that they don't ask you because you're female? Do you think that that's... I think, I think that's kind of it. That I think it's kind of like a, oh, that's, it's nice that you're here. Right, but they don't think you have any knowledge or understanding. Do you drink beer? Right. I've gotten that before. I got that last week, actually. Some guy asked me, do you drink beer? Like you're standing behind the bar? Yeah, I'm standing behind the bar. <laughs> so I, I got very confused because I was like, I, I work here? Well, we run into a problem, right, where there's certain people, and and a lot of times it'll end up in, in the capacity of a female, where yeah. she gets put into position that she has no knowledge of, and she's there because she looks pretty yeah. or whatever, but she's not there because she's actually knowledgeable. Like sometimes, I don't watch a lot of sports, but sometimes you see like a, a, a female who's there, uh-huh. and she's completely uneducated about yeah, the sport she's that she's really hot but she's whatever she's yeah. talking about but she has like really she, no understanding or knowledge of it but yeah. she's there to talk about it and you're like how can you be hired for this position when you are completely clueless so i think it's like a, it stems from some of that right i think yeah i think when you build your business if you want your business to be fairly good looking people uh and you want a place where i mean san diego everybody's kind of you know good looking right. you know we're all wearing Shirts, tank tops, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Showing some skin 300 days a year. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but, you know, I didn't sign up to work at um, Poor House. Sure. So. I get that. No no offense to Poor House if you like going there. <laughs> but 
I didn't. I'm not. I, I'm not personally a fan of the beer, so I don't. I don't frequent it. Yeah, I don't frequent it either, and I. I kind of. Do they? Of, are they? Are they like scantily dressed there? I. I. I looked at like an ad to twice. apply there, uh-huh. and they're like send a headshot, and I'm like, I don't want mm, to. Okay, I think that's a little odd. I never. I've. I've heard of people doing that before, where like they've had or they've had they requested yeah. requested uh, headshots, and I. I never really understand. I'm like, you're not, you're not trying to become an actor. You're not trying to like, you're not a, you're, you're not signing up for a role here. You know, like in the in the same capacity as you're going to be on film or p- taking pictures. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, what does that have to do with like slinging beer? Yeah, it's you like, know? who cares if I want to sling beer and I'm ugly? I don't know. We've, you know, no I offense know. to ugly people because really we need you no to know offense. who the pretty people are. No offense, but there's a reason the sexy. Men beer calendar, what I sexy beer, I don't know what they no, call I, it, but it wasn't that sexy, yeah. I don't know, I just think that that's well, also, you know, the whole uh, who's hot and who's not kind of thing is a little, <laughs> a little overrated. I think it's uh, it's all, all based on your own opinion of well, what, yeah, what you find right? attractive, yeah, man. which I think is another bullshit sexist thing. Like, I was talking to a guy. A guy that I work with, uh, he's, you know, we're not, we don't work in the same company, but we were, we're we work together. And uh, he was telling me that they're going to, I think it's in La Mesa, they're going to open a, uh, one of the owners is going to open a bikini bar or something of that. Yeah. And, and I was like, I honestly, you know, I was surprised that in this, like, day and age in our current climate of uh-huh. how, of again, like the sensitivity issue and a lot of like the sexism and all this stuff. I was surprised that a place like that's going to open. But then again, I was thinking it's it's La Mesa. Maybe it's gonna. Maybe they'll adopt it really well. I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like it's kind of up in the air at this point. I feel like kind of La Mesa is like this weird area where people who live there just stay there. So if it's like local La Mesa girls in Mm. bikinis, maybe that flies. Well, it sounded like the guy. The this is all again. This is just passed on information. But he was saying that the owner was trying to recruit girls from the college (laughs) to come. (laughs) <laughs> what was that ad like? Uh, I'm not creepy. I swear you'll right. get a job hey, if yeah. you do the right thing. Hey, do you want to come over to this place and wear a bikini all day and sling beers for a bunch of assholes? All day? Yeah. Oh, my God. So what happens when it's raining? Does she just, if she doesn't come in in her bikini? I don't know. I mean, I guess no. it's weird. San Diego's a little funky, right? Because it... It is mostly hot, right? Like it's almost, I mean, okay. I mean, and again, this is a, we could get into another rabbit hole of like yeah. climate change and stuff, but it was 90 the other day. I know. And it is February. I mean, which it's February 1st actually right now, but yeah. I mean, and we'll, we'll, this will post in a week, but it, it doesn't really, it's kind of irrelevant, happy, but yeah. Ha- I mean, happy Black History Month. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's nice. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, that even in January, you know, it's like yeah. you know, three, four days ago, we're at the end of January, it's 90 degrees. And it's like, this is obviously an issue. But I mean, so what that stems back to is with with San Diego being hot all the time, yeah. I guess sort of the bikini bar thing sort of works because it's almost always hot. But the fact that you're just, I don't know, it's having girls in bikinis on a regular basis. I don't know. I mean, it. I guess it kind of makes me think of... I didn't know. I know what a Hooters is. Yeah. I've been to Hooters. Yeah. I didn't know what a, what's the, it's the Irish thing. It's kil, oh, uh, tilted kilt. Tilted kilt. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. I'd never been in one. I'd never even heard of it. And then when I was starting to visit accounts, 
it was on a list and I was like, okay. And so I was like, this tilted kilt, it's by the mall. Da, da, yeah. da. So I go out and I go in there and I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, oh shit. Like I didn't know this was the kind of place. That this was. And then I was like seeing all the girls, pretty girls wandering around and, you know, skirts and whatever but they all look miserable and i and i honestly like for me i wasn't even drinking or eating there yeah and i kind of just looked around and i was like there's just like a weird level of like hint of sadness yeah in here where every girl knows that they're obviously doing this to you know pay their bills or whatever but it's like there's just this level of something it was it didn't it felt really awkward in no there. one wants it's a, a weird sad vibe. woman serving them beer or calamari i guess there's some dudes that probably do there's well <laughs> yeah they're like hey turn that frown upside <laughs> by the way if you're a man don't ever tell a woman to smile if but, she's at her job she doesn't have to smile you're like i'm working why the fuck would i be yeah happy? <laughs> i've had multiple guys be like oh you you need to smile Come on, that's creepy. See, that's what the bikini bar will invite. Well, I think you know? so. Yeah, I think it's you're gonna... having a bad day in your bikini. Mm-hmm. You just you could still mess up somebody's day <laughs> in a bikini with a bad attitude. Sure. You know, she's in a bikini and she has a bad attitude. Well, yeah. okay. Well, I don't know. I think that that's a problem too. Is that people are you know people are people, right? And then. Even though you have to come and dress up and be in a bikini, it doesn't necessarily mean you're having a good day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, exactly. I, I don't know. It seems like there's going to be probably a high turnover rate. You know? Yeah, probably. No. I mean, do you have to turn your bikini in at the end of the shift? You know, <laughs> or when you quit, they're like, here's my bikinis back. Just you're, take it. Take this. Take it. I doubt that's a funny thing, too, is there's no uniform provided, right? So they just be like, you bring your own bikinis. You know? Yeah. Make sure you have at least five different bikinis. I would wear. wear mismatched tops and bottoms. I'm not going to sure, lie. Sure. Why not? <laughs> do it i would be like i don't care enough to match yeah all right what's training gonna be like is i don't it, know if it's guys training girls in bikinis i will i would be really mad did you ever see there was uh i only watched a couple episodes but there was um the undercover boss thing did you ever see that i've seen that i've seen that show they did one where the guy goes to uh hooters oh and he my does, god and he's undercover bo- and honestly it was pretty fucked up <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it was like they, it was actually legit. Like one of the guys was like reprimanding the girls and like making them do crazy shit, like pour beans on the, like it was weird stuff. And he actually got fired after the, like Good. the show. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what they, that's what yeah. at least what the show said is like, Hey, th- this guy's like been let go after yeah. all this time, you know? And I, I don't know. I was just like, and then they're, you know, they bring the CEO or the guy who's like the, the son of the original like owner or whatever. Yeah. And he's like talking to they're do, talking to people on the streets and asking women and asking people about like how do they feel about the outfit of Hooters and all the stuff in there and they were they were all like oh I think it's kind of sexist like that you know and he's like well, I had no idea and you're like really you had no idea you were just completely in your own bubble about and it's not like anything's changed at Hooters it's not like that show like revolutionized the way they do things because yeah. it's obviously a company that's been built on women who dress in like the little short shorts and the tight shirt yeah. or whatever but. To me, to be the very, very first time I walked into Hooters, I honestly just ex- assumed that every woman in there was going to have big boobs. <laughs> Turns out that's not the case. <laughs> Were you disappointed? You sound very disappointed by this. Well, I like, I like, I like big boobs. That's that's a cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm a boob guy, so. That's... Oh, you're a boob guy. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's okay. but the but when I walked in the door there was just it was like a, a yeah. quite a mixture of, of you weren't hit in the face by boobs so that's what you wanted right i just wanted to be slapped with yeah, a boob just... as i walked in the door <laughs> i'll explain this black eye later <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I just, it was something that like, you know, this was so long, this got years and years ago, the, probably the first time I ever yeah. walked in the door, and I just had, I don't, again, it's something that you hear about, but you don't really know what to expect until you see it, and that was, that was like the Hooters, that was like, once I went to Hooters, that was like, well, the food wasn't very good, and yeah. I don't need to go back, you know. Oh, man, I'll never forget when Jack told me that he, or Jack's my boyfriend, everyone, <laughs> so I'm not single, sorry. Sorry, fellas or ladies. Sorry, uh, internet. Sorry, sorry, world. Uh, he told me that somebody ordered five hundred dollars worth of Hooters uh, via Uber Eats, okay. and I was like, "Who makes that?" Man, like, they just—they're like, the fuck? it's not like the girl comes and delivers what the it. Fuck? Like, he's were they disappointed when Jack showed up? At yeah, the door? he wasn't in a bikini, so it was like <laughs> very awkward, very awkward. But you know, it's like, who orders five hundred dollars of worth of food from Hooters, and also like. There's never going to be like a male equivalent to Hooters because, you know, women are so like different about the guys that they like, like, and right, they, right. hot guy bartenders are not really my thing, mm-hmm. but I can never see like a male equivalent to Hooters. So it's like, how could you be up in your head? Like when you say undercover bosses, like how could you be like with your head in the clouds about that concept? Like, Oh, I didn't know that people like it's kind of out of date. It seems kind of out of date to me to have a Hooters. Yeah, I don't Honestly, know. You could have a sports bar. Just have hot men and women working 25 right. under whatever. I, mean, I guess that's what it comes down to, though, is that like even the what I'm, you know, and that's where it comes back to that bikini bar. It's like it's a place that's not even open yet and it's going to yeah. open. And we're talking about how outdated something like Hooters is. And they actually wear shorts with leggings and, yeah. a, and, a, and a t-shirt like a baby doll t-shirt that's like supposed to give it it's a little bit of a cleavage shirt but it's not like over yeah. the top where this place is going to straight up have girls in bikinis well honestly do you want to be served by a woman no wearing a bikini not really because could you ever go there with your girlfriend oh totally yeah t- absolutely yeah we could we could i don't know i think we'd probably get more of a laugh out of it than we would yeah i feel like, like it's a spectacle it's like I don't know what do you, what do you get out of that like especially as a guy you just get to like okay for example I don't really like strip clubs I don't like strip clubs because there's just like you see the girl they're dancing they're naked and then you spend money t- for essentially nothing like you see them well da- you've never been you, to the gold room I don't yeah no I have no? no okay and I've never I've never I've had a in in the past there's a lot lap dances whatnot yeah. but again those are nothing like you know I'm not nobody's paying for sex here or anything so it's like there's no real return on this it's like you see these girls who are obviously just there to and it's like for some reason it just never after I, I went with friends to a couple of like bachelor parties and different things. And eventually I walked out after my, like, I think we spent one, one night in LA ruined my night. Like it ruined my time there Thanks, because LA. I had this horrible experience with this lady who wouldn't go away. And she was like determined to get a buck out of us. And this is a, um, my buddy Mikey and I were at the, you know, when you sit in the front row, yeah. you are supposed to hand out dollars and that's exactly what we're doing. Now, the worst of the worst of all the strippers came over and, like, just sits at the edge of this, like, the table or whatever. And she's, like, naked, like, super naked. And she's, like, spread-legged and da-da-da, all this stuff. And we're going, and I was, like, like, okay. And then You're, like, can you please cover up? But then she she didn't leave. And we're, like, okay. And so... I was just sitting there and we're kind of like, man, what the fuck? Like, we didn't even order this girl and she just came over and where I was like, 
uh, and then so eventually after this is going on for a yeah. couple minutes, I go and put down a dollar. And then so she takes a dollar and then she like puts it in her little strap thing or whatever on her on her chest or like right it's like a bra ish yeah. whatever. And then she just she still won't leave. And I'm sitting there I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, Mikey, Mikey, I'm like, you gotta give her a dollar. He's like, I don't wanna. And I'm like, give her a fucking dollar. So she'll get it the fuck away from us. Like yeah. it was and that's exactly what he did. Like within a minute he gave her a buck, she left. And I was like, man, we could have solved this problem a long time ago by handing her money and just. And it was that night. It was there was a lot of this stuff that was going on that night. But that was my last time at a, a strip club, and I walked out of there going, this is just a waste of time and a waste of money. And I didn't. Ha- I mean, it was fun hanging out with my friends, but yeah. besides that, I didn't really. There was nothing I got out of that. And eventually, I was just like, I don't need to do this ever again. Like it just, it really just came to a point of like, I don't care. I do not fucking care about this at all. So it was funny. Like I, I don't, these kind of places don't really appeal to me. Um, if like at the very least, if you are that determined to see or see naked women, then just there's free porn on the internet. I mean, that's Google. Yeah. Google. You can look at all, you can look at celebrities, yeah. you can look at whatever you want. It's all there. Yeah. It's so there. yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really Your see the strip club story made me really sad, by the way. <laughs> You know what? It made me sad, too. And I'm sad for her. I mean, she well, can barely pay her rent, probably. It's L.A. I, no, I mean, you know, I I, I want to feel bad for her, but she was kind of torturing us. So it was just like, it was one of those, like, please was, leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's probably in her performance review, you know, yearly review, because all strippers have yearly reviews, obviously. Clearly, yes. You harass the customers. <laughs> I don't. Somehow that's somehow that's a negative. Oh my god! We actually the other funny thing from that night was there was a guy who was on. He was an older guy and he was on meds or something. <laughs> something was wrong with him, and he kept he kept just wooing, and he would go woo <laughs> woo like that over and over again. And he was sitting in the front and he was just wooing and it wouldn't stop. And my fr- a friend of mine, Joel, he just kept going, hey. 16 over shut the fuck <laughs> up like that he starts yelling yeah. he's yelling across the room and we actually were no longer at the front table where this guy and we're sitting in the back and just kind of watching this guy freak out and then the best thing about that was this one of the strippers goes fucking pay up or shut up like that and she yells at him right at the like right on the stage and we're like woo, <laughs> like, yeah, we're like woohoo yeah we like wooed just because that was and it's like the, and then the dude straight up they ended up taking him in the back like he obviously had money i was like so and then even one of the one of the strippers walked by and she's like that guy's on fucking something like you know we're all sitting there going like what the hell is going on and it was just so the whole night was just kind of funky and weird we all had fun as a group but it was just that strip club was i don't remember where what the name of it was it was just a weird wow yeah it was a weird night i'm gonna take that off my strip club list thanks la thanks la (laughs) yeah but that's just yeah it was my last my last strip club experience so but yeah no it's just it's it wasn't it's just not for me so i mean but i guess that's the thing is i don't understand i guess i just don't understand the appeal i think in the long term it's like whether you are i mean i would actually want to know i want to ask a lesbian be like do you find appeal from watching naked women dance i almost want to i kind of want to know or even like women who go to see like the thunder from down under kind of shit you know yeah do they really think that's like hot and sexy i mean i'm really curious like the chippendale stuff i like, mean i like the songs that they dance to mm-hmm. but so, i mean watching like a big sweaty or like greased up muscular dude is that... i mean it's like damn you know mm-hmm. that guy has muscles for days he works out sorry jack but it's kind of like 
I have. A, I actually went to high school with someone who's in Magic Mike Live. Okay. And I kind of feel like, oh, like now Magic, it's weird seeing Magic him. Mike. Is that like full nude or is that? I don't know if oh, they okay. get nude. They tease on Instagram a lot, but okay. <laughs> seeing him, just knowing that he's in the show, it's like yeah, it's like cool. But do I want to see him dance? Right. But I don't know. There's yeah. like this line. It's the mystique of it. It's like, hey, there's this hot guy. You know, they bring her up on stage. He dances on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Channing Tatum, but <laughs> it's the fantasy part. Right, right, right. You know, the guy's getting the lap dance. I, I didn't ever understood that. I no, I don't know. I mean, that's the, a, that's the thing is obviously, well, I, I, I mean, I get why like strip clubs and, and bikini bars and things like exist because women are like obviously a thousand times more attractive than any man on the planet. A woman will always be more attractive than any... Even, like, the best-looking man, I think a woman is better. Just, just well, for, who's like, the best-looking man to you? I don't know. I think that there are guys that are handsome. Yeah. But I don't know, like... I, I think, like, Robert Downey is a good-looking dude. I think he... But not, like... I don't think he's sexy, but I think yeah. he's a good-looking... Especially as an older guy. If you see him when he's younger, not so much, but he's on a lot of drugs. Yeah. But, like... As an older guy, he's like good looking. Uh, I've told you before, but Idris Elba is like I think he's like a hot. He's a chocolate bar. I think he's a hot guy, but he's yeah. like this big strapping dude that he's just kind of a badass. And I mean that's that. And there's and there's a couple guys that are just like they're attractive or like I thought like Elvis Presley was a good looking guy. So I mean I thought you know at the time there was attra- you know attractive, yeah. but it, it's nothing that I would ever want to see naked. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I guess in my my own thing. I don't I don't want to see any. I, I'm, glad, I'm all good with them with keeping their clothes on. <laughs> you know I never thought about any. You know I I find women attract like, hey Heidi Klum she has a great set of legs. Sure, like I can admit that. I think the appreciation for it is yeah. more, you know yeah. I think there's But men don't appreciate women when they're behind the bar and I guess that's what that's why bikini bar is a bad idea. I think so too. Oh, that's what I mean and I guess it all come, comes around in, in circle here is that yeah, being a female and being a bartender and I, the expectation of you knowing what you're talking about, especially for yeah. craft beer because for craft beer specifically they're, not that you need to know the brew process, but that you should be able to explain the product in some fashion to say, you know, and I think what, what we what we run into a lot as, and as bartenders as a whole is a, lo- a while, a long time ago, you used to be able to go into certain bars and you could go, I want this. And the bartender could say, this is the what we have that is comparable or this is the thing that we can build for you that will make this make sense now but in the more modern day bartenders don't really have a lot of time or or give a shit they just want to sell you whatever you're interested in like for example if you go in and get a a drink uh, and you go i want bullet yeah i want bullet bourbon the bartender should be able to say to you that's great that you like bullet but we also have this which is great it's it's uh cheaper or more expensive or something and it says we can make a better drink for you if we use this do you want to try it? You know, they should be able to give you these recommendations where in modern day bartending, it's really not a thing. So like, for example, if somebody comes in and asks you, I want a light beer that isn't hoppy and has malty. Like, yeah. you know, somebody says that they should be able to ask you that question and you should be able to give them some form of recommendation based on the list. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the times you'll run into somebody who goes, oh, I don't know. We have blonde or we have brown or we have, uh, you know. This like- seems like the lightest thing. <clears throat> yeah. You know. I wish customers 
weren't as afraid of beer as I think they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are worried about how high is the alcohol? I don't want to walk out of here stumbling. Right. You know? Or they uh, they think they know what a certain like profile is. Like, I don't like hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hoppy, I don't know where it got its negative connotation, you know? I think that... I think Stone ruined that. I Yeah, I mean, I guess what... I think what you can run, what you run into is you run into s- these blanket statements that get created about beer. Or, I mean, you know, you, I guess you could associate it with other products, too. But somebody will just straight up go, I don't like IPA. Yes. And you go... Okay, have you had every IPA? That's like you having one bad slice of pizza and going, all pizza is terrible. And you're like, "Uh, there's a lot of pizzas out there and there's a lot of different toppings. There's a lot of different sauces, a lot of different crusts. Like it's the same idea with an IPA or any other beer. Like that's the thing with uh, like a a Saison or whatever. You know, there's different types and there's different breweries and different chefs that are making these products right and you can't just the blankets the blanket statement of saying i don't like said thing is it's not really like you can say i've had a bunch of like you guys were drinking barley wines the other night or last night right i wasn't i'm not a barley wine fan but i've had probably a good 20 different barley wines and i'm going i don't think this is the style for me you know, and it's not the not that the beers were terrible at every turn, but it was just the style of the beer I'm not that into. It's not to say that I can't find one that I will love. It's just that for the most part, I've had a lot that I don't like. Yeah, I have a couple things about barley wine. I don't really dig it either, just too high in ABV. Mm-hmm. Also, the barley wine is life. Very catchy. Mm-hmm. But... Before I talk about barley wine beer, I want to say I don't understand a word that don't drink beer. I don't I don't understand don't drink beer. I don't understand that blog. I don't understand. Oh, I haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. He's kind of like he's he's a really smart guy. Mm -hmm. I've met him in person once. And uh, so the way so for a little context. Yeah. I'm not even familiar with it. Yeah. So it's a blog about don't drink beer. Okay. But he says it in like if you were a beer nerd and like. He'll take a barley wine and be like, you, you know, the pastry stout and like all the, he just says all these crazy things about beer, but from the perspective of like the most hardcore beer nerd and people love it. But he's talking about it in terms of you, is he talk with the don't drink beer thing? Is he just saying you just straight up shouldn't drink beers at all? No, he's oh. saying he's using that as like a funny moniker, you okay, know? Okay. And then he's writing pieces saying, you know, like, hey, this pastry stout, blah, blah, blah. He's and the barley wine is life. Like beer nerds love that. Okay, yeah, and I don't. I'm not that familiar with it because it's just not. I haven't read the. It's this yeah. is a blog. Yeah, it's a blog. Okay, yeah, I'm not. It's, this guy. You should read it. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. The thing is that I like uh, as much beer as I drink, and yeah. I try to make sure like I broaden my palate. You know, I don't always drink IPAs or I don't, you know, I try to drink a lot of different styles Yeah. so I can kind of one, keep up with what's going on in the world, but also just try to just make sure that I'm still trying because I like multi beers or I like Belgian beers. I like things that, you know, I like other styles. And so I usually try to try new things on a pretty consistent basis, you know, especially if I'm somewhere and they have something I've not had before. I'm usually interested in trying that. Um, but barley wine's a hard sell. That's a tough anybody. one. And it's just like a scotch ale. You know, scotch ales are tough too. Yeah. They're not my style. Like, I mean, <clears throat> even the company that I work for, they make a good 
uh, Scotch Ale. It's not really my thing, though. It's a good version of that style. It's not really the beer for me, though. And yeah. I think that that's okay. I think that the understanding of saying, this beer tastes good to a certain extent, but it's not my style. I don't appreciate I don't like this or I don't like that. Like, there's elements where you can pick it apart and say, like, I'm not enjoying this for said yeah. reasons. It's another thing to just say, all IPAs are terrible, all barley wines are ter- terrible, and because I had the one that I didn't like. And that's, I, I think that's usually where you where people end it, right? They go, oh, I don't like Belgian beers because one time they yeah. had one with this flavor. And you're like, there's a bunch of different styles. I kind of want to be like, <clears throat> who hurt you? You know, like exactly. when you walk yeah, in, yeah. you know, some people look at the board and they they come into the park and they're like, is this just all IPAs? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not just all IPAs. What kind of beer do you like? Right. But I find people have a hard time articulating that. So I just ask them straight up, like, what do you drink? Right. Um. Yeah, and I think that that's, I I think it's just yeah that's it's learn getting somebody. It, I remember I had I had somebody tell me that they just straight up didn't like beer, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, these days with craft beer, there's a lot of options. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that we could talk about things that you enjoy, and we could find you a beer that you yeah. would like, even if it was like a candy beer, like a you know a pastry yeah. stout or something along. We could find that thing that you would enjoy, you know. And I think that that's just it's. Again, we talk about like in the industry, and we can kind of get into that a little bit more. But we talk about in the industry where there's just a lack of education coming from the from the consumer, where they come into a place and they have no understanding of what what a brewery is, or what a craft beer is, or what the difference between an IPA or a brown ale yeah. or any of these things, you know. And without having to get too detailed and trying to explain all this shit that's just going to go right over their head, yeah, it, it's trying to give them a general education and say, look, this is what you, this is what you. You're talking about these things. These are the things that we can express to you and give you like these the proper recommendation. Yeah, the so. Pliny, the Pliny the Elder effect. That's oh, what that's what's happening. That's what the industry's like now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I heard about Pliny the Elder. This is a beer. <laughs> Has anyone have you had this beer? This yeah. is the best beer I've ever. Now, now, granted, like there's nothing wrong with Pliny the Elder. Right. Don't at me. Don't find me and don't talk shit to me about it. All right, but I don't. I don't care about Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm. I care about no, San Diego beer. Yeah, I don't. Um, but man, do people really go for that beer? And yeah. like, it's almost like an urban legend. And God bless, <laughs> God bless yeah. Vinny. Yeah, and his wife for building that, keeping that going. That's hard to keep going. That mystique. That, that they honestly hit the like. Uh, a gold mine that's essentially it's very rare to yeah. hit what what they've hit or what they've done is i i don't think i've seen it in any other brewery and i and, and especially with the longevity of how long they've been around for them to have a beer that is that highly sought after after all of this time and for them to produce it on a yearly basis and people still crave it and come after it they have found like the perfect economic balance of saying supply and demand the demand is always higher than the supply and they're in a perfect space to just trickle it out when they need to and it's it's amazing to me because i just don't i'm i'm still blown away by that how the, how they're able to do that as a brewery and just and for people to walk in the door and go do you have pliny and you're just like sitting there going like dude there's so many other beers like what are you why why and i don't think i've ever had any person who's 
drinking Pliny ever be able to explain <laughs> why they think it's so fucking great? That's true. Or younger. <clears throat> Younger's fine too. I tried that for the first time like two and a half years ago, and they're both solid beers. But they nothing nothing about them has ever made me go holy shit. That's the best fucking beer I've ever had. In you my don't want to stand in line for it. No, never. I mean, we me did neither. we did it O'Brien's originally. Ooh. O'Brien's is if you're if you're not from San Diego, O'Brien's is a a very popular beer bar. Um, and Great it's beer bar. Been around for a long time, almost almost twenty five years. So they they're fantastic. Um, they do a thing when they do Pliny the Younger, they get a couple kegs and they do a charity event. And which is the reason why we went because we were like, okay, we will wait in line. We won't wait in line. We went wait in line to buy tickets and the tickets were 20 bucks for this beer and you get a 20 bucks per pour, which is insane. And, and then, but all of the money, every single dollar went to charity. So that was what we felt like was necessary. We, we felt like that was a good cause, you know? Yeah. So we did that. We bought our, a couple pours and we went to the event, sat down, drank Pliny the Younger and Pliny the Elder side by side. And we had a fun time, a good experience. And I was glad that it all went to charity, but it was like, we walked out of the, out the door and went, I don't need to do that ever again. Like we had the experience. It was kind of like beer off the bucket list kind of thing. And that was it. And it was over. Yeah, I don't find a need to to go and and seek out younger, but you know, shout out to Russian River for making that a thing that people need to have. I mean, it's hard it's hard to hear that, you know, bartenders at Hamilton's have a hard time that people walk out the door. You got Pliny on? Yeah. If they don't, they book it. You oh know? yeah. It's hard. We've talked about uh, Bine and Vine a couple times on this show yeah. in the past, and Bine and Vine is obviously a place that you know we're not not in advertising purposes, but it's just a really good, really good bottle shop, good yeah. owner, and uh, I've seen people do like I'll be in the store talking to the owner, and people will open the door, peek their head in, and go, "Do you have Pliny?" And he goes, "No," and then they leave, and they don't even walk, they don't even like enter their full body into the store. And then they will literally like look in the look, put, poke their head and go, do you have Pliny? He'll say no. And they'll leave. And he goes, I have Pliny. And it's like, he just, yes, it's, it's like, he goes, fuck yes. that. Cause he's like, they're not there to support his business. Yeah. That's the thing is it's a, it's one thing to come in and be a regular and help, you know, help support a local business. It's another thing to walk in the door, ask for one beer that they don't ha- that he, he may or may not have. And then bail out when it's not, you know, it's like, exactly. Hey, why don't you browse around and see if there's something else that you might find intriguing you know it's like there's uh, there's so many other options in the world and the fact that you're unwilling to buy any other beer at all means that you don't there's no they're not supporting really any market you know they're not even really supporting russian river at this point you know yeah they're not they're not doing russian river any any favors by acting like that and people and also it's a really stressful time for bartenders it's I a stressful bad. time in the beer business like yeah. as a whole. So I think that's where we run into we're running into a lot of funky things. Actually, you know, before we we can and we'll talk about the industry a little bit more because I just read something before you came over. But actually, let's talk about um, what we're drinking right now. Actually, which is a Surf Stop from Pizza Port. Um, what do you think? I, I've I've had this the other night on I had it on Saturday, but I was really really drunk and I couldn't <laughs> even make like a I just there was no way I could make anything functional out of it. Like a proper estimate on, but it's I'm 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 enjoying it. Yeah, so this uh this is like a hoppy pale ale, West Coast style. I really dig it. Super drinkable. It's a really bright. It's got a really good like fruit character to it, but it's got a good like malty slash like 
bitterness to yeah. it, which is nice too. It's it's not it's almost like a it's almost in the sense of a traditional pale, but that hop character is it's strong too. So it's yeah. got like it's almost got that good like good malty backbone to it. I mean, pizza pour you can't go wrong. I've, you cannot. I've go, literally seriously. never had a bad beer from them. If any, I've never heard anybody saying, "Oh, I went to Pizza Pour and I had a shitty time." No, you, you, you're lying. Sounds like one of the main brewers from <laughs> Pizza Port just went, just took off though. Just, really? Just left. Yeah, I guess it was who uh, Nacho. I don't know the person personally, but the, the... dude Nacho, <laughs> <laughs> Nacho's been there for like a long, long time. Don't Where'd you kn- go? Don't um. Doing his own thing. Some new thing was offered a lot more money to go do said thing. So you know that's where that we're we're at a funny time in San Diego beer because San Diego brewers are leaving to mm. do their own thing because you cannot open a brewery in this town right now. Oh yeah, you have to you you shouldn't right now. Well, you definitely it's shouldn't. Bad be. business. Yeah. I I'm sorry to anyone who's opening a, a brewery right now, but come on. I am a little confused by a business owner who looks at this like. Who's going, I'm going to potentially put millions of dollars into a place, right? Like, even if it's not a brew pub, it's a full brewery, right? I'm going to potentially put millions of dollars investment-wise investment into this place. And they're just gung-ho about it, and they're doing it right now. And they're opening a place, and we're already at, like, over 150, you know, yeah. locals, right? And how how can they not look at the industry as a whole and see how it's struggling and then not... I guess the thing is, how, how do they how do they not look at it and go? Maybe this is a bad idea. They don't know the industry. They're not paying attention. That's where we're we're at a crossroads now. But it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you were going to spend all this, like you let's say you had yeah. a, like you know forty fifty grand or more, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna open up a spot. Do you as a person? Do you think that you would look around and see like let's say I mean in, in, not even beer. Let's say it was a burger thing, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna start a burger joint. Do you want to look around and see like how many burger joints are near you? How many burger joints are doing well? How many burger joints are... You know what I mean? Like, That's the crazy thing about businesses. People really believe that they're, they can be the next it person. They can really knock it out of the park. Yeah, there's 15 pizza joints in the neighborhood, but I make a pretty damn good pizza. Right. I'm going to do this. And that's, that's all that these... No offense. Anybody opening up a brewery is basically saying that my homebrew or whoever I recruited, mm-hmm. that's I got the guy who's going to be making money. I got right. the model. Yeah, I I got it. Somehow I think that there. It seems to me almost. Uh, and again, I, this is just you know at face value. I don't actually have a conversation with every new person that opens up a new spot. Yeah, I but don't it almost either. seems like did you homebrew? And did all your friends come over, drink your beer, and tell you that it was awesome? And then all of a sudden you go, man, I should totally open a brewery because I make awesome beer. What if it's your dream? Because, you know, I'm stupid. I want to kind of, I want to open a brew pub, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to do it here. Oh, sure. Yeah, I get that. Unfortunately, if I did it here, I would wait probably five years for a lot of people to go out of business. No. Yeah, no, and honestly... No I, offense. I think 2018 is going to be a huge drop-off. I think we're we're boiling over in a big way, and I think we're going to see... Oh, if, boiling over? Yeah. No pun intended. Ah, ah. I think we're going to see a big fallout. I th- honestly do. I think that it's going to... Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of places drop off, and to be... It sucks for the people running the businesses, and it sucks for the people employed by these businesses, but we really do need about 50 places to close to somewhat normalize. 
in a city. A hundred's good. Yeah, but I mean, hundred fifty is crazy. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you come back down to if you come back down to fifty, if you come back down to fifty, or like you're at a hundred breweries. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a number that's survivable. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something that you can that you that you can live with and the and, and things would normalize a little bit more. It's just that right now we're just at a point where nobody there's no focus. There's like in the hand in the breweries that are good in town, there's a small handful of them where it used to be almost all the breweries in town were good. And yeah. now it's only a small number. I think people also customers are just getting really fickle. They're just like, hey, if I go here I hope the beer's good. If you're a new brewery, you better hope that your beers are fire coming right. out of the gate. If yeah. you're, they're not, people are not going to turn around and give you a chance. Yeah, and I, you know, I tried um, a brewery in uh, was I in? I think it was in Chula Vista. I think it's actually Chula, might be Chula Vista Brewing. Yeah, and we went there when they like first opened, and the brewers were like nah, not so great. And then we we're like, okay, let's give them like six months, and we'll go back. And check it out, you know, and then once we we gave it time and we went back, I think it was like a month ago, a month or two ago, we went back, tried the beer again, and I honestly think it was worse. Aww. And I was like, man, this brewery sucks. Like, I, you yeah. know, and it was just, it was like we wanted it to be good. We really wanted to like this brewery to be kick ass. Well, you and want then, every yeah. brewery to be good because yeah. you don't want a bad beer. Oh, yeah, I don't want to drink because, shitty beer. Yeah. I, I mean, have no you, desire to do that. You sell it. You sell it. I sell it. I don't want there to be bad beer because then people are going to be like, oh, you know, I went, I had a shitty time at a brewery. Totally. I don't really like them. And, you know, and I know that you recently just got into, you just started your like kind of first foray into brewing. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're getting on the other side of it too. You're not yeah. even, you're not even just talking about it. You're not just selling it. Yeah. Now you're getting into the process of actually making the beer. I'm making it and fuck you guys for drinking it, <laughs> by the way. And I say that in the nicest way possible, but. Do you know me, Burns? I almost lost my pinky. I've done a lot. I've only been doing this for like a month and a half. Brewing is, man. is, a, is you know, I, I've helped on one. I've helped dry hop and do some like little m- menial tasks. Yeah. But I helped on one full brew day. And I was like, this is a fucking pain in the ass. And what I realized about brewing is that if you brew, especially in a professional capacity, if you're doing homebrew, obviously the load that you're dealing with is it's much smaller. You know, you're looking at like five, ten gallon batches. But where you do in a full, like a full full size brewery, uh, the amount of work that goes into it is kind of insane. And it's like it it just was a lot of labor. And yeah. I didn't, I don't think I expected it to be like that when I when I was like, oh cool, we're gonna go brew, and then it was like, you got to do this, and then you got to stir this, and do. It. I was like, man, this is fucking. I was like, take yeah. this paddle and make sure this doesn't clump up too much. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what, it's what a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. That's why I don't want there. That's why I get sad when I see warm beer sitting right. on the the floor at Target. I, I think that's just like it's where. It's weird because there's a with chain stores the market is weird because there's a lot of people there's a lot of people buying a lot of volume. It's like the worst way to buy beer though. I know. Man, if I Maybe s- the average grocery store like Vons or Ralphs they do have a huge cold section. Yeah. So the beer does mostly sit in a cold, but like for Target, it's a that's where beer goes to die. 
Like that's Seriously. You, and even if you have a great display, which a lot of you know places like Stone or things like or Ballast Point or whatever, they'll build these really cool looking displays. But it's like all your beer is just sitting there. All your hoppy beer, all your good shit is gonna just it's just dying there. I think mm. I saw King Harbor and Target. And I'm like, That's I weird. wonder if they know that their beer is just sitting on the floor of Target. All most, hot. most likely because in my previous experience, um, if you work for said distributor or company, whoever's, yeah. you know, there's people that go and merchandise it. So maybe it's not directly King Harbor people that are doing it, but there's somebody out there going to like put the yeah. product out, right? So it means that somebody clearly knows where they're setting this stuff. And I mean, we, you know, I, I formerly worked for Stone, so... We did that a lot in chain stores. You know, you go into a chain store and you just put out displays and you're like, bye, hoppy beer. Like, this is where you're going because there is nowhere else to put Evil. it. You know, BevMo is the same way. BevMo is like... BevMo is the, the worst. Don't the, ever buy beer at BevMo. BevMo and Keg and Bottle, a lot of those, they all just are beer museums because eventually you're going to yeah. find a beer in there that's old as fuck and it's going to be dusty and it's going to be who knows how long it was sitting on whatever shelf, you know. It's just kind of... It's a ridiculous way to and i think that the problem is that we don't there's too many stores and not enough of them are able to store beer properly yeah and there is a lack of understanding about how the beer should be stored and you know even in my early days when people were like please make sure this beer is cold and i'm like but the beer can survive like even with you know when before i was learned about this but it was like they were i was like why you the beer won't be bad and you have what a 90 day shelf like it even says like yeah. okay it's a 90 day shelf life or whatever i'm like so what do you need to refrigerate for yeah but i want to fight you because i do you know how long it took to make that beer total we'll see at the time and when i i'm talking about you know you yeah. know me in the past where i didn't have all that knowledge Your i past was self. yeah my past self which i probably would punch past self in the face oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. or but, no know. i would punch my past self in the face totally i mean not. i think that and i yeah. think there's a lot of learning to do but i learned that when i was in my 20s you know yeah. and i'm like okay I, I took that that you know and learned about the beer but i guess not everybody not everybody's gonna give a shit about beer or care about it you know what i mean so there's a problem with this there's a really big spread of people that are like here's the people that care about it the people who brew it and the people who sell it and the people that are like passionate about the industry and then there's like this other group of people who just want to sell it and make as much money off of it as they possibly can. And they just like want their margins to be as big as, and they don't care how it goes. They just yeah. want it to go. And so that's the, that's where we run into an issue, right? It's just like, and there's almost no in between. It's there like two, it's, it's, it's a black and white kind of thing. It's just the spectrum is fucked. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember interviewing at black plague brewing, blah, blah, blah. black plague brewing up in Oceanside. And uh, it's owned by Tony Hawk. Oh. And. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so they, you know, I. He's came like one of the main investors. Interview. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're like, to be honest with you, like we don't care about our tasting room. We we have a distribution deal that we need to like fulfill. And, and that's kinda, like, funny because they opened I'm, up that distribution deal like before they were even established. You know, yeah, they. I, were, how do you start? So I mean, old like the old model used to be open a tasting room gain a following at the tasting room yeah. and, and let people become then, knowledgeable with you and then start to push it outward. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't even open the tasting room. You're already selling your beer to other places. You're already making <clears throat> promises and it's like, how yeah. do you know you're going to fulfill that? That's a scary I proposition. I guess when you have investors like Tony Hawk, they 
Just he, because he likes your beer doesn't mean that. Well, I mean, but what, what in the sense of he's obviously put money into this, yeah. wants to see a return on it, so they immediately have to turn around with like, how much money can we possibly make? Whether they're interested in or passionate about making beer, or if they have a brewer who is really interested, they still have to. They're now trying to meet an expectation. You yeah. know what I mean? And you have no history, no nothing. Like you, they don't have. Like, they didn't get Mitch Steele from Stone to come and brew for them. They don't have the namesake to say, hey, we've got so-and-so superstar brewer working for us. We're just a brand-new brewery that's that's well-funded. So it's not, you know, a lot of people will associate it with, like, St. Archer, too. They go, okay, these are pro skaters, pro surfers that are helping fund this brewery. Are you just in line? And, again, are are you trying to do exactly what St. Archer did? Are you just trying to build yourself up, make yourself look pretty, and then sell your product off to Miller Coors or Anheuser or whoever it is, you know? That's the business plan for a lot of breweries now. Hey, are you going to sell out? No, I never sell out. I never do this. I never do that. Never say never because, honestly, like, a green flash laid off some people. And oh, I don't man. Care. I don't care that it's just 30 people. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big deal. Read, read <clears throat> it between the lines on that one, yeah. people. I think that's a big thing, too, is you see them, you know, in general beer news, too. They've pulled out. They had distribution in all 50 states. They pulled out a 33 of them. I think that's a really major sign of uh, just, I mean, it's huge, obviously lack of sales, lack of distribution support, whatever it is, whatever's going on. Pulling out of 33 states when you were in all 50, that's pretty substantial. And that means that within the next couple of years, we could see them close. Yeah. That's green flash. They've been around for a long time. Um, the other one too which I just read before you came over was um, one of the granddaddies uh, Mendocino Brewing is closing its doors wow yeah and I just read that I was really surprised but I mean I haven't seen them do anything substantial in a really long time but I used to drink you know like red tail ale things Mm -hmm. like that I used to drink that shit and it's kind of weird to see that this drop off it's it's coming you know it's like it's happening to not just places in San Diego it's happening all over so I think we're I think there's this no offense, but the the old crew of beer, they kind of came in and, you know, they're like, we're going to brew beer that we want to drink mm-hmm. and then sell it. Yeah. Well, here's the problem with that. When you, this whole hazy thing mm-hmm. hit, it kind of split the industry in two, I think. I think it, that the ones who do the hazy beer, obviously they have some kind of youth. They have some kind of, you know. I feel like they have some kind of drive in their organization to be like, yeah, we're going to do this with the exception of society. And then the people who weren't brewing the hazy beer, the people blowing it off, those are the old timers. Those are the people who are like, we're not going to change for anyone. And guess what? Bottom line is those people are going to go out of business. Yeah, I think. But, you know, I mean, I think there's some aspect of the brewing world that has to stop and say, just because it's popular doesn't mean we should do. It. You know what I mean? That we You're have right. to. We have to sustain. Like, we have to sustain ourselves in some some you know some fashion. <clears throat> um, but the I think it's it. I don't think we can give up the roots though, right? We I think we can. We need to maintain somehow. And there's no real right right or wrong answer to this, but yeah. we got to be able to maintain somehow to say yes, you can make your hazy beer because it's popular and it's going to sell. But don't give up what you care about or what you were passionate about brewing. You know, because every every single time you talk to a brewer and you go, hey, I noticed you guys came out with a hazy beer. They go, yeah, did one of those. Yes, because some salesperson told them to do it. 
Right. And I. <laughs> Some salesperson said, hey, why the fuck are we going to make a hazy beer? And, you yeah. know, that's what all the kids are well, drinking. Well, unfortunately, when we, you know, on the sales side of it, you have to look at it and you got to go, well, this is what's selling. Are you uh, interested in making one? You know, and you have to, you can't tell the brewer what to do, but you have to be able to give them a point of reference and say have you been outside in the last couple months have you seen what's going on and it, we do we all do it reluctantly but we have to we have to adhere somehow right you have to you have to jump yeah. on board to a certain extent so everyone on the brew side needs to you can't and it's i i see how it is i see how literally if i did my job if i wasn't just limited to a certain amount of hours at my work mm-hmm. i would be a at where I work seven days a week doing brewing stuff. Right. And I would literally never get out. I would just be like, this is my job. And you know what? That would be a disservice to me because I would never learn about what's going on in the industry. You have to, you have to keep up on that stuff. If you're not going to hire someone who will, the people who aren't. And I think that's the time is that a lot of the time, like if you are, if you're a pro brewer and you're running a business and you're involved in that, you're outside existence kind of narrows right like you don't get out as much yeah especially a bunch of guys that i know in the beer industry that are brewers they're not only just brewers they're oh, have families they yeah. own houses they've got bills to pay they've got a lot of in- things that they're doing besides being able to go out and drink at a bar the luxury of me not having any real adult responsibility besides paying bills is that i can go outside and i can look at you know i don't have kids to, to keep me in on a weekend right i yeah. can go out and do that thing so i feel like <clears throat> it gives me at least that that form of knowledge where I can talk to a bar owner and have a conversation with them and go, how are you guys doing? What is going on with you in your world? What's happening? And find out what their plight is. You know, yeah. like that you can figure, you can kind of have that conversation and get a better understanding. So, I mean, I think that there's there's ways to help like, <clears throat> again, but I, I, you, but brewers also need to be able to maintain their roots. Like yeah. I think that, so it's like, yes, maybe making a hazy beer to sustain a certain sales number, but like don't change the way your brewery is because of a certain model. Like I think like, for example, modern times, they've completely gone off the rails and they don't make beer that modern times used to make. They make only whatever's they, they where modern times should be a brewery that is setting a trend. Uh They are jumping on with whatever the trend is. And I think that like, for example, Sierra Nevada used to be a brewery that would set the trend. Now they're just jumping on board with like doing the adjunct flavors and adding fruit to this or do that. Where Sierra Nevada should tell the entire industry that this is what you should be making. You're right. You know what I mean? And I think that that's important. I think that some companies have to muster up the strength and say, we're not doing this because it doesn't fit our values and it's not important to us. And I think that there's some some people have to like sort of rebel against that popular thing and i'm not just saying hazy beer it's like whatever the next trend is they have to step aside and say i'm not interested in making this product because yes i know i'll make money off of it but that's not why i'm here you know what i mean like yes you're here to make money just to keep your business going but you weren't you didn't open this business to just make money you know what i mean people have to remember their business plan and if you're gonna make hazy beer just make it your way sure i think that's important to make it any any you know, you don't have to be pure project. You don't have to be monkish. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing is we we're we're just at a point in the industry where, you know, really it didn't even though it's like with Sierra Nevada and things like starting in the 70s, it really didn't get popular until like the mid 90s, yeah. you know, and it was like mid to late 90s where it really started to kind of take off. And so really, we're only in our 20s, like as an industry goes. 
And I think that it's having an identity crisis and it's just like a 20 year old would, you know, what do I do with the rest of my life? How do I, do I go to college? Do I do, you know, it's like, there's yeah. a, that, the question that a 20 year old would ask themselves is sort of what the beer industry is doing. It's like, I'm really don't know. I'm going to dye my hair today because I don't know how I feel about the rest of it. Yeah. Else. Pretty much. I'm yeah. going to go to the strip club. <clears throat> all my friends are going to the strip club. Call back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it around. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get, uh, we'll get another beer and All then right. we can come back and we can do another segment. So, all yeah. right. Cool. I guess. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>